Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode of the How to Do Life podcast. Now, I want to talk today about an interesting topic. I keep saying that. I don't know why I keep saying that, but it's true because I find all these topics interesting. But I thought it might be relevant to the time of year that this post will be coming out. Leading up to the new year, a lot of people wrestle with goal setting, New Year's resolutions. How do I go and create the life I want to create? How do I create the change I'm looking to create? So I don't end up come 31st of December looking back another year thinking I didn't do it. I didn't achieve it. And I didn't finally change and create the change that I was looking for. So I thought tackling goals might be valuable. Now, it's an interesting topic because I see a lot of myths out there in the world. I see a lot of myths when it comes to how to set goals, the best way to create goals, then how to tackle them, how to keep track of them. I see all these different concepts that people are teaching about goal setting. And quite honestly, I think there's a fundamental component to all of what is being taught that is being missed. And so I want to make sure that I address that with you so you can use at least some of what I've got, maybe merge it with other techniques that you've learned or other tips that you've heard. But I want to make sure that we're able to actually put you on some strong grounds. So firstly, your approach to goal setting is different, but you're more likely to create the results you're looking for because that's ultimately what it's about. So how do we create and set goals that mean something to us? Well, it ultimately comes down to your thinking of goal setting in the first place. Because you can set all kinds of goals that you think are the perfect goals for you. But if you're thinking when it comes to goal setting and what goals are and the meaning of them is off center in any way or misaligned, you could set the most realistic goals and not really achieve them because you're not aligned with them and you're not understanding why you were setting the goals in the first place. So let's start there. My approach to goal setting, this is something that I say to a lot of my clients and students. Goals are not about what you achieve or where you arrive. It's about who you become in the process of fulfilling that goal or achieving that goal. If you think of goal setting like the arrival at a destination, most people are thinking about Setting a goal, this is where I want to arrive, this is where I want to get to because arriving there means something to me. But does anyone truly stop and reflect and say, okay, well, ahead of time, I'm asking this question ahead of time. If I set this goal, what happens when I get there? I might feel great for a moment because I've achieved this goal, but then what? Okay, I've arrived at my destination. What am I supposed to do with this? So if you actually stop and think about it, you're working really hard towards achieving all these goals, but what happens when you get there? Chances are you'll arrive at that goal, check it off, feel good for a few moments, maybe even feel euphoric or triumphant, but then what? What comes up after that? Well, now it's like, okay, well, what do I do after that? I then set a new goal. And so you keep chasing after these destinations. It's like you're hunting or you're racing around the world, 
trying to find whatever it is you're looking for at each and every destination. The Stoics talk about wherever you travel as you travel throughout life, you are there with you the whole time. At every destination, you arrive with yourself. And so if you're setting goals as a way to get away from a current pain or because you think that the arrival at some destination is going to be better than where you are or more positive, then you will get there and you will find that you are experiencing an equal amount of challenges wherever you arrive. So if you think that through before you set these goals and before you start approaching your goals, whether it's for a year, for a quarter, for a month, for a week, or maybe even we go longer, a decade, if you're setting these goals and you're not aligned with them because you're essentially just chasing and you're looking for different ways to get to a new destination, how much of what you're experiencing on the way are you actually taking in? So to continue with the road or the journey analogy, goals are not the destination. Goals, in my opinion, are actually checkpoints. They're gas stations, or should I say charging stations, right? They are the places that you pull over on your way to a destination. And they are checkpoints that let you know that you've made progress. But let's get real. If you were working on these checkpoints, if you're working on this destination and you pull over at a checkpoint at a gas station or a charging station, do you plan on staying there? Like, are you going to set up residence and get cozy and just stay there for several weeks or live there for several weeks? No, it's a checkpoint. But this is how we think about goal setting. It's like, I'm going to work really hard to get myself to this goal, to this gas station. I'm going to get there. And then what? I'm going to fill up, recharge, and keep going. So then what does that mean about the goal and why you're setting them? What's the point? Why would you set a goal in the first place? To be able to measure progress. That's ultimately what it's about, right? We want to know that we are making progress because without measurement, you don't really know. How fast do you know you're traveling in the car without your speedometer telling you? Or how much distance have you covered without your odometer on the car telling you this is how many miles or kilometers you've covered? That's the point of a goal. It's just giving you the measurement feedback to show you that you're making progress. So instead of setting the destination as the goal, the destination is somewhere that you're inspired by, something that you're aligned with. If you're starting to focus on creating a goal that you're inspired and aligned with, something that has deep meaning to you, instead of trying to avoid pain, run away from pain and chase pleasure, then the checkpoints that you use as goal markers are exactly that. They are checkpoints. So when you see a certain gas station or you're driving through a certain town, you know that, okay, I'm on path. It's the feedback you're getting to let you know that you're on your way. So that's point one. Goals are checkpoints. They're not the destination. They're the means but they are not the destination itself. Now, why is this an important shift in your thinking? Because it gives you an opportunity to start taking in the journey. How many times have you been on a road trip or some kind of a trip and you're so focused on arriving that you've missed everything in between departure and arrival? 
you're like there's this huge gap between the two and it's kind of blurry. You didn't really take it in because the moment you departed, all you kept thinking about was getting there. Meanwhile, you've missed some brilliant opportunities, some brilliant insights, some brilliant scenery, and perhaps some really precious moments that you could have taken in during the journey. But because you were so focused on getting there, you weren't ever going to be able to take in your surroundings along the way. So if you're focusing on creating a goal or a set of goals, make sure that you're building in opportunities for you to take in the experience. So for example, years ago, my wife and I uh, traveled to New York, to Manhattan. And at the time, she was in the travel industry. So she had a lot of experience organizing itineraries and planning things out. Now, through a series of a whole bunch of different events, including natural weather changes, we were dealing with a hurricane. Our whole trip had to be flipped over on on its head. And so we were completely having to reorganize the entire experience. In fact, at one point, we were having to book a car while we were taxiing on the runway before departing Sydney on a 13-hour flight. That way, we at least had a car when we arrived in Los Angeles. So we had to change all of our plans and flip it on its head. And in the process of changing all of our plans and being adaptable with it, while that was stressful, that allowed us, because we built in the opportunity for the serendipitous moments or these synchronous moments to take place, we allowed room for those things to take place. And as a result of allowing room for that to happen, some really cool things took place on that trip. We experienced parts of LA that we weren't expecting to. When we were in New York, we ended up seeing shows at the last minute and finding beautiful restaurants in the basement of hotels that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. And the only reason we did was because we allowed for these organic serendipitous moments to take place. So if I can encourage you to allow for those things while you're focusing on achieving your goals, you might find that those serendipitous moments prove to be more fruitful, meaningful, or inspiring to you, mostly because you weren't expecting it. And you received a little nudge, a little push towards whatever this little serendipitous moment was that took you somewhere else off path of achieving your goal. But it ended up being a really special and precious moment, either for you or for the people that you're with. If you're so focused on making sure that these goals are being fulfilled and achieved in a very specific way, there's no room for the serendipitous experience of life and the organic nature of life. And that's usually where all the really cool stuff happens. If you ask people at the end of their life, like Bronnie Ware talks about in The Five Regrets of the Dying, she talks about them wishing that they had allowed for more of these moments and not worked so hard at pursuing so much of their work. Maybe we can take a page out of these people's experiences of life and use it to our advantage. Now, how do you create a goal that you're aligned with, that doesn't feel like you're running away from pain and chasing pleasure? One of my favorite exercises is to do the five whys. It's nothing new. It's certainly nothing that I've created. A lot of brilliant people before me have used the technique. 
And you're essentially asking yourself, why do I want this goal? Why? Why is it important that I achieve this? And for every time you come up with an answer, you ask the question again, why? So let's say I'll use one of my early career goals, which was to achieve $100,000 in a year, which a long time ago was a lot of money to me and mattered and it almost felt impossible because of how much of a stretch it was. What I didn't do at the time, when I had the goal, I didn't achieve it and I beat myself up. I thought there was something wrong with me as a result. The issue was the goal. It wasn't me. So had I actually stopped and asked myself, well, why do I want to achieve $100,000 in a year? Why is it important? And then answering the question and whatever answer I came up with, asking why that was important and digging five layers deep at least. Why? 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 Like a child like a toddler, who's curious about the world. If you take that same curiosity internally and then start asking yourself the question, why do I want this? And why do I want that? And why do I want that? And why do I want that? Why is it so important? When you get to the bottom of it, you will find that the goal you set may not necessarily be the most wise way for you to achieve the underlying, underlying meaning of that goal. For me, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about earning $100,000. For me, it was about proving to myself that I could actually pull this off. I could do what I wanted to do, what I was inspired to do at the time. Well, I was using money as the metric. And whenever we use money as the metric, it's usually when things don't work. Had I changed the goal to how many people can I serve? or this is how many people I can serve, or these are how many individuals that I can reach. If I had changed the metric to something that had more meaning to me, then chances are, firstly, I would have been able to generate the $100,000. And secondly, I wouldn't have been so focused on it because I would have been focused on the thing that meant something to me. So when we dig on the layers of meaning into why we actually want to achieve a goal, what also happens is you also change your perspective of why and the form that that takes. So for example, for me at the time, I wanted to earn $100,000 because I thought that was the metric I needed to use because I was following the leadership of a lot of different entrepreneurs and coaches, much to my ignorance. Now, Instead of having that as the metric, if I focused on how can I make a difference in five people's lives, that's a completely different metric. And how can I get paid to do so? That's it. Now, if I've made a difference to five people's lives, chances are they're going to talk about it with more friends who may refer people, which then starts to build out a bigger client database and so on and so forth. And so you can kind of see how this might branch out into multiple opportunities. None of that is focused on me chasing money and chasing a dollar. Yes, we all have bills to pay and yes, we have to survive. But instead of chasing the money, if you're chasing being of value to people and using that as your metric, did I make a difference in somebody's life today? At least in my case, then you're more likely to have the money find its way into your life. So having meaningful goals and starting to tackle goals that actually mean something to you means that you're more likely to achieve it. Now, 
because you're digging deep on the why and the underlying underlying meaning, you also remove the restriction of it having to look one specific way or it having to be fulfilled only one way, which is actually kind of suffocating and trapping. If we continue with the road analogy or the journey analogy, that's like saying there's only one road to the destination you're trying to arrive at. But we know that's not true. We know there are plenty, plenty of roads to the destination we're looking to arrive at. So if you're fixated on making sure that you take only one way to get there, believe me, that's going to create a lot of challenges when you hit all kinds of obstacles. Traffic, bad weather, accidents, car accidents, car troubles, who knows? You might hit all kinds of obstacles along the way, maybe even a flat tire or running out of fuel because there were not enough gas stations or charging stations for your car. You hit all these obstacles and you create all this suffering along the way and a whole bunch of difficulty only because you weren't allowing yourself to arrive at the destination using different routes and different approaches or different roads. If your metric, the goal that you're setting that is meaning something to you, has a deeper sense of meaning, how you fulfill that goal, how you fulfill that achievement, then has a whole lot of flexibility and adaptability. So if you perceived that, again, I'm going to use a business analogy just because it's top of mind, but if you think about building a business, if you perceive the only way to build a client database is, let's say, on Facebook, then you're going to completely overlook the opportunity that Instagram has to offer, or maybe YouTube, or Google, or even these days TikTok. Whatever social media platform or marketing platform that is available to you, you might be overlooking, which could be a potential goldmine of opportunity for you to connect with more clients and more customers. But if the metric you're using is only on Facebook or only on Instagram, you've created a limitation and there's no adaptability or flexibility. The same is true for clients of mine who have been wrestling with dating and relationships struggling to find a way to find the relationship that they would love to be in. And I asked them, well, what are you doing to create those opportunities? Well, I go on the dating apps and I occasionally go out to bars. Like, is that the only way to meet somebody? Is that the kind of person you want to meet? Is the person you want to be in a relationship somebody who hangs out on bars or who is spending a lot of time on these apps? They're like, well, no. Great. So what are other ways that you could meet somebody that you would love to meet? And when we explore these, all these other options, it stops being about that specific path or that specific road. They're like, oh, there's, oh, there's actually six or seven different roads I can take to arrive at the same destination, which is being in a meaningful relationship. So when you start to dig deeper on the meaning of why you want to achieve this goal, then all of a sudden you open yourself up to how you fulfill that goal and how you achieve it. But it starts with the why. Simon Sinek, brilliant speaker and thought leader, wrote a book called Start With Why. And he talks about how various businesses and leaders 
have focused on why they're doing what they're doing, what the underlying and underlying meaning is to whatever it is they're trying to achieve, and that being the North Star. So when you're setting your goals and your achievements, use the meaning, the deeper level of meaning and what it truly means to you to be able to fulfill that goal. And keep in mind that your goal is about who you become in the process of fulfilling that goal. Because you will find that if you're setting goals that are challenging enough to push you into places that you haven't necessarily been before within yourself, and in the process of fulfilling these goals, you are growing as a person, then as far as I'm concerned, you've achieved it. Whatever achievement you actually create, whether it's a financial goal or a relationship or whatever else, that's a bonus as far as I'm concerned. But if you are growing as a person as you are fulfilling these different experiences and going on these different journeys, then you've actually achieved true growth. That's the ultimate goal. Growing, becoming more of yourself, coming to know more of yourself, as the ancient Greeks spoke about endlessly. So having goals that have meaning, and removing the limitation of how you fulfill that goal and how you achieve that goal is crucial. And lastly, make sure you break them down. If you're procrastinating about fulfilling some kind of a goal or fulfilling some kind of an achievement or intention, there's a good chance that it's so big that it's daunting and overwhelming and you don't ever start. But it's all in the small steps. Journey of a thousand steps starts with one, as the saying goes. So set maybe three goals for one year, just three goals, and make sure that you break them down into small enough and manageable steps that you're actually likely to take a step in the direction. If you're looking to start training at the gym and you want to achieve a certain body weight or you want to achieve a certain physique, Firstly, dig deep on why, why that's important to you, and then start small. Start with, can I go for a 20-minute run twice a week? Once you've fulfilled that for two or three weeks, and that's your new baseline, and you know you can actually fulfill that, great, now that I can do that, how can I move on to a bigger goal? Now that I'm doing two run, I'm going for two runs a week for 20 minutes, Maybe I can start going to the gym one day and just doing a bit of strength training. So now you've got three days that you're fulfilling. Wait until you can lock that in and you know you can fulfill that goal with almost automation. And then once you've fulfilled that step, then you step it up once more. I think sometimes people set goals that are so big that the idea of, you know, you might be able to pull the stretch and actually manage it for like two weeks and then two or three weeks in you start giving up and you start coming up with excuses it's not a willpower issue like there's so much out there in the world about willpower and how much you've got to you know overcome your weaknesses and overcome your desires and all of this but if you break down the goals into manageable steps it's not that the end goal was so big It was that you didn't bridge the gap with micro steps between where you are now and where that is. So break it down. And then you're more likely to achieve it. And so before you know it, you'll be doing five or six days at the gym 
that was only because you did you started with two day two days training and then a third day at the gym and then you started rotating what kind of classes you were doing and you were mixing it up and then eventually you found that you could do a minimum of three days with no effort and you started doing four days and then four days became minimum no effort it's like brushing my teeth every day and then before you know it you're at five days it's the only way you'll get there so break it down and when you break down three goals let's say you set three big goals for the year and you break those down into manageable steps you're more likely to achieve those goals and in the process of achieving those goals you become more of yourself you expand and you become to know more of who you are in the process and then as you're achieving these goals and you finally hit them guess what happens your self-belief and your inner dialogue changes because now you have proof you have been proving to yourself that you can do this but if they're goals that don't have a deep enough meaning and if they're too big you will give up and the inner dialogue becomes i'm not so good at this i'm shit like i'm just i'm the worst person i'm lazy i don't have enough willpower i'm not strong enough and you just shame yourself which does what decreases the likelihood of you actually making any progress or taking any steps at all. I'd rather you take one step than take zero steps because it's so big and it has zero meaning. I've been there and it's crushing. It really is. So break it down, make sure they have meaning and start taking small steps. And when you realize that it's the goal is just a checkpoint, you'll start to take in the journey life as it's happening around you and who knows maybe you'll find a lot of meaning in the journey more so than the destination so i hope this podcast episode was valuable and helpful i really do think there's a lot of misconceptions out there and myths when it comes to goal setting in all areas of life so if you're able to take some value from this maybe merge it with other goal setting techniques you've got or just use this as your sole your fundamental goal setting exercise i really do hope that you do go and achieve goals that mean something to you i can't think of anything more meaningful in life than doing things with meaning themselves so on that note make sure you're subscribed to youtube spotify itunes wherever you're listening to or watching this podcast and i hope to see you in a future episode i'll speak to you soon